couple of years down the road, you go back to school. Uh-oh. My life's taking a turn. Well, you have a new interest. So 12 years into stand-up, after moving out to L.A. Yeah. Something else just... It fell into your lap, like, literally. What do you... What do you mean? You were taking a walk. You uh, weren't really paying attention. You you were kind of walking next to um, a lake in California. Yeah. Called Lake Blood. I'm just having a stroll next to Lake Blood. Lake Blood. A nice stroll next to Lake Blood, yeah. And... um. They call it that because the lake was made by a man named uh, Josiah Blood. Okay, what? Yeah, back uh, about 100 years ago, uh, Josiah Blood had a, a dream in which a lake made entirely of blood was in front of him. And he looked into the lake and he saw a beautiful mermaid. Into Lake Blood. Yeah. What was it called at the time? Well, it, it hadn't been uh, it was just dug a lake yet. It was just a dream that he was having. Oh, okay. But, so, okay. Before the, yeah, there wasn't a lake yet. So he um, <clears throat> he was like looking at the uh, the mermaid, and its face finally came out of the water, and it was the most beautiful woman he's ever seen in his life. Okay. And um, This is a dream. He dreams mm-hmm. of a beautiful mermaid. And she goes... Come find me. He wakes up. So it took him 10 years, but he finally convinced the city of Los Angeles to uh, let him dig and create a lake there. On his property? No. Oh, okay. It's on public property. That's why he had to, it took so long. And so he finally like finishes digging it. He did it all by himself. It took him two years. And dig out a lake? Yeah, whenever somebody like came over like, hey, could I... Like help you out with this, he'll just like look up and go. That was not in the prophecy. Your hands are not in the prophecy. Why the fuck did they let this maniac continue? He's a good worker. So he uh, finally finishes it, and then they're like, "Wow, well, time to fill this with water." And he goes, "Well, no, I thought we were gonna fill it with blood." And they're like, "What? No." And he's like, "Ah, fuck." So, so it's called like blood, but there's just it's just water. He ended up drowning himself in it. What the fuck, Pat? So uh, basically, uh, you're kind of like walking. You're not really paying attention. What am I doing? Just taking a walk. You're listening to some music. Listen to this band. They're called Lavender and Cream. Oh, good Lord. They do like like a fuel tribute act, basically. Yeah. They're pretty good. Yeah. And it's uh, the part of a shimmer, like right before the drums come in. Oh. Man, and you're like looking forward to it, and you're yeah. like sometimes like you're just sitting around, and you'll just think of that part in that song, yeah, where the drums come in, and you'll yearn for it, but you like deny it's, be- your- it's the best part of that song. You deny yourself yeah, listening to it. It's called end. it's called a new thing people are doing called musical edging. Oh no, where they just think about a song they love, but they never turn it on. That's a new thing people are doing. Yeah. So um. You're kind of like walking and suddenly like this person like runs into you and you like fall over and you're like, what the hell? And like you look down and there's like an easel and like a paintbrush in your lap. And you're like, what? And you look up and there's this guy and he's like, sorry, bro. 
that's just uh, my stuff. So he knocks me to the ground. He's running. He wasn't looking where he was going. And, and he, he knocks me on the ground. Yeah. And I'm just holding an easel. Yeah, an easel and his paintbrush. And he picks, gets him from you, and he's like, he goes, man, I feel really bad. He's like, I'm going to go teach a class. He's like, uh, I feel bad for knocking you over. Um, hey, if you ever get in the painting, you know, you can come take the class for free. And like, it's weird because you had never really given much thought to no. uh, painting. I'm so I'm such a terrible artist. I'm so bad at art. When you were in a kindergarten, you were a finger painting one time, and the uh, your finger painting was so bad it made the teacher like reconsider every decision she's ever Jesus made. She Christ. quits. You're never allowed to finger paint again. In first grade, I had a Bart Simpson sweatshirt. I spilled paint on, and I just cried all day. Yeah. All day. You remember that? And you remember going to the, the bathroom and looking in the mirror in that uh, Bart Simpson? I thought my dad was going to well. hit me. Yeah. Oh, shouldn't have said that. So you go to this. Uh, <laughs> you decided, like, you know what? Like, that. there's something about that paintbrush. When it fell into your hand, it fit perfectly no. <laughs> in your hand. Almost as if your hand was designed... To do one thing, and that's hold this fucking brush. Yeah. The easel, it just feels like the perfect weight to you, you know? It's comfortable. I have no idea what that means. It's heavy enough that you feel the physical sensation on your body, but it's light enough that it doesn't hurt. Suddenly, you th- picture in your a falling star and a need to paint it. So you go, well, I'll tell you what, buddy, I'll I'll take you up on that offer. And he sticks out his hand. He goes, my name is um, Peter Gallstone. But, Peter Gallstone? But you can call me Peyton Pete. Peter Gallstone. Like, yeah. like if somebody would have gallbladder surgery? I mean, I guess. Peter Gallstone? It's just his name, yeah. So um, you go to his uh, the Peyton Pete's class, and uh, you sit in on it, and like, you actually have a great time. You paint that falling star. It has you realize you weren't you didn't realize you were doing this consciously, but the paint the falling star has the face of your grandmother. Dad's side or mom's side? Mom's side. Oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So you get, like, pretty into painting. So you decide to go back to school for art. Ooh. You go to this place called the College of Knowledge. And they... What? The College of Knowledge. So uh, what happens fuck? is... <clears throat> Am I pursuing a degree, or is this just, like, just for fun? Um, You're pursuing a degree, dude. You're pretty into it. What? Yeah. Your great passion has been uh, nude paintings. No, Pat. You, take, you 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 paint nude animals. I am un- as opposed to clothed ones, Pat. What the fuck? What it is is it's animals that like they're mostly pets, like dogs and cats and stuff. But what'll happen is that their owner, if normally they just put a little like uh like sweatshirt on them, you know what I mean, like a dog shirt to make to keep them warm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. If they normally wear one is. of those, they take them to the, to get painted by you, but like they, they take that off. So it's just a normal fucking dog. And the dog, it's like, it, like you can tell it just feels like it's free. 
So you've been painting these uh, doing Just regular regular dogs, nude portraits of, of animals. That's a regular dog or a cat. You're just talking about portraits of dogs and cats. Yeah, but they're they're nude. You don't have to specify. The, that's their default state, Pat. You're like, and as you're doing it, you're like, you know, I, I I've always found a certain type of beauty in nature's form, and people are like, all right. So at the College of Knowledge, you're learning art, and it's going pretty well. You have a, a great teacher. Her name is Shannon Bags. And she teaches you, like, about art and stuff like that. She teaches you how to paint. You know what I mean? You guys have a brief affair. What? But you realize, like, now ah, this probably isn't the right thing to do. So... You're kind of like going there, and you're having a pretty good time and stuff. Yeah, it sound, I'm fucking the teacher, Pat. Just briefly. It sounds like I'm having a great time. I mean, that's all there ever is, just briefly. Catch my drift. <laughs> I know what you mean, dude. Me too. So you uh, you go home, and um, in your, your house in California that you're renting out with uh, a couple of dudes, there's uh, like this big tree in the front yard. Okay. And you kind of look at it, and uh, you just like walk inside. This is a, a new big tree. Oh no, it's been there the whole time. Okay, I just uh, I just take a moment to look at it. Yeah. Why? I don't know. You just kind of take notice of it. It's just it's, it's a fairly large tree. So every yeah. time you kind of walk by, it's like it's almost like you don't even realize you're doing it. You just kind of like look, like oh right. Okay. And so you go to sleep that night, and you dream of uh, swimming nude in a lake of blood, Jeez, along man. with uh, Miss Bat. She's also nude. Who? Miss Bags. The teacher you had the affair with? Yeah. And you dream of swimming in that, that blood with sucks. her. You wake up and you're like, all right, well, time to go to school. Am and I you... doing this like full time? Yeah. What the fuck? How am I making a, a living? You invented a new type of phone. What the fuck are you talking about? You thought to yourself, how do I combine... People are on the go. How can I make things easier for people? So you make a thing called a calzone phone, and it is uh, essentially it's a it's a working phone, but it's made out of calzone. And you think that sounds absurd? Yeah, it's fucking stupid, Pat. It's quite possibly the dumbest idea I've ever heard on here. It becomes the biggest fad Who? of the year. Who's buying calzone phones? Puff Daddy, he's like in, a, in like like he's being interviewed and he's like, yeah, I got ten of these. He goes, look, you're not really that make balling. Any sense. You're not really balling until you have like several of these calzone phones. That doesn't make any fucking sense. It's a calzone that is also a telephone. Yeah. So I can call, I can make calls from the calzone. Uh-huh. Why do I need to eat my phone? You know, for the for the the phone speaker on the go. The normal cell phone works. Just fine, but it. You're telling me you're telling me that that people are so into the idea of calzones and electronics merging together. Calzones are making a comeback in this country, dude. Why? Because um, this guy, uh, he's like a celebrity chef, Bobby <laughs> Baloney. Bobby Baloney, celebrity, celebrity chef. chef. He's like. Redefines what a calzone is and could be. You know what, what I mean? Does it even fucking mean, Pat. Like a calzone has has a has a definition. 
He's putting like marinara sauce inside the calzone. Sure. Instead of it being on the side. Isn't that like a stromboli? Uh, he's like, he's doing some, like, he's putting like, like turkey meat inside there. He's putting stuff that he made like a barbecue calzone. So people like the interest in the calzone is like, people are getting kind of into it. He redefines a food group just through flavor combinations and unparalleled execution. Yeah. And like, people are like pizza who like pizza Hut goes out of business. Fuck you. No. Yeah, dude. What they, a... they try to create like a counter to the calzone. Just to stick with what you're good at, man. Yeah. Like, they used to have the Pizone, but, like, yeah. we have to kick this up a notch. So, uh, they created the Super Calzone. Yeah. But it did not go over well. It was kind of like in that Seinfeld episode uh, with the uh, the guys rolling the, the crepes. They just put so much stuff in there. Like, basically, it's like, the thing that they don't get is that Bobby Baloney, like, his Calzones are good, but... He doesn't stuff them with a thousand things. He trusts his ingredients in his own gut to just put in a few things and he'll know that it'll taste good. But Pizza Hut, what they did is they just put like everything in everything it. in it. So what'll happen is someone will like bite it and it's so big and it's rolled so tight. Oh god. That when he bite when you bite into it like so gross. pasta sauce or like marinara sauce like squirts out at you and it's like boiling hot, so they get like sued out of existence basically. Jesus Christ! Domino's just serves calzones now, and this is all because one guy, Bobby Baloney, yeah, perfected the calzone, yeah, to the point that it was just like the thing you had to get. He brought it to the Pope, it's so good. Yeah, he hand delivered one to the Pope, and uh, the Pope like, you know takes a bite and he goes god damn that's good." the pope says god damn that's good that's how good this calzone is so because of that you've calzones are the new food on the go yeah and for some reason people see value in combining that with your cell phone the pizone yeah the calzone phone i don't understand that part of it yeah so um but it's again it's a fad like after about a year like you know it's like People kind of are over it, so you stop making them. But for that year, you actually like made a, a nice chunk of change. So that's how you were able to pay for your art classes. How much did I make? Um, you made two point four million dollars. Holy shit! So here's the, here's the thing, though. If I had that kind of money, like I I've tried to be, I've tried, I've been doing stand up for a decade. I've tried to be an artist, and I've pursued an artistic, you know goal for the last decade and uh i know where it's gotten me i don't think i would invest my money in another artistic pursuit i would probably try to get a sensible career so what happens is because i'd be giving up if i quit doing stand-up well it's not that you quit it's it's that you're you're doing this other stuff too so but so you had all that you had all that money and the first thing you did is you paid for some art classes but then uh you got sued god damn it why? It turns out your girlfriend is allergic to calzones. That is, we, that's not true. You didn't think so. I know that it's not true. Yeah. And so, uh, like, you were like at home, and, and you were like, uh, you were like, you made one, and you're like, hey, try this, baby. And she takes a bite, and she goes, you know, this actually tastes, and then her head explodes. Are you fucking kidding me, Pat? She's very allergic. So she had no idea. No. 
Absolutely none. But uh, you get sued Are you by, fucking kidding me? by her family. Why? Because you murdered their daughter. I didn't fucking murder her. I didn't murder her. She passed away in a very unfortunate allergen-related accident yeah. that none of us knew or saw coming. You can't fucking sue me for that. They do. God damn it. So you're kind of like, you don't have like a ton of cash right now. All you have is your art. Oh, man. And um, you're like, you go to this gig. It's a, uh, it's like way out in the sticks. And it's basically you like painting kids' faces at a birthday party. Like a, it's a birthday. I'm at a fucking birthday party. Yeah. And so you're you're painting the faces of the children. It's um, Heidi Klum's daughter's seventh birthday. Seal there. He is, but he, oh, he keeps okay. uh. And okay. you look at it, and you can tell like they're not together anymore. But you can tell they have a friendly relationship. Is, is it his child? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's not like um. So they're okay. Yeah, they're not making out or hugging, but they're sure. definitely like having a conversation and stuff. They're being you know civil. I mean? They're co-parenting. They're co-parenting. Yeah. He asks about her boyfriend. He's doing great. Yes, she asks about his girlfriend. She's doing very good. You know what I mean? It's kind of you think to yourself, it's kind of nice to see that. I would be super pumped that Seal was there. Would you and say anything also, to him? Uh, my stepbrother had a poster of Heidi Klum on the beach above his bed. You feel like it's like kismet. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you talk to Seal? Yeah, I probably do. What do you say to him? I go, hey man, my mom loves you. Just so you know. He goes, oh cool. He goes, want to call her? Yeah, I would. So you, you call your mom, and Seals ends up speaking to her for, like, at first it was just, like, he was just going to do it to be, like, oh, I'll get some brownie points for this guy, this you know, this poor schlub yeah, painting yeah. kids' faces. But yeah. then, like, they actually have, like, a like a really nice conversation. They talk bet, for about dude. 20 minutes. Whoa. And um, they actually, like, become, like, phone pals. You know what I mean? My mom and Seal? Yeah. Man, so, you know what? If you told me that that happened, I'd go, yeah, I guess. She calls him before every performance to like be like, oh. be like, just so you know, you're the best there is at what you do, and what you do is make people smile. And he's like, I needed that. <laughs> Thanks, Barb. That is, that is one hundred percent something that my mom would say to someone. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you, uh, man, good for them. Yeah. So it's like way out in the sticks. There's like a convenience store right nearby. So you're you're like a little hungry, a little peckish, as you would say. You stop. Am I not eating anything at this party? No. Why? You're gonna invite me to this fucking party, and it's kids, so you're probably cooking like hot dogs and shit. Um, they offered you some food. Yeah, and I would say yes, please, because it's Seal and Heidi Klum, Pat. Yeah, it's not like it's gonna be fucking Oscar Mayer wieners on a grill. Sure, they're they're gonna have this shit catered. So you eat that catered food. Yeah, it's a. Uh, Lasagna? Oh, not too much of it. Just a little. You think to yourself, you've been good lately. You're going to allow yourself. Okay. So you take a bite out of it. It's the best it wouldn't surprise me lasagna you've ever had. I'm in Heidi Klum's house. In your life. Yeah. That's probably the best lasagna I've ever had. You mean it's you mean it's worse than the fucking Michelangelo's brand you get in the frozen section of Walmart? The pasta that you when you bite into it, you know? Yeah. It's... Firm yet willing. Ugh. Your teeth for just a second. It's the right amount of resistance where you just cut through it. You know what I mean? With yeah. your fucking teeth. Toothsome. 
the marinara sauce, it's like you're floating on a river of ecstasy. <laughs> ecstasy. The cheese that they use, the ricotta cheese, you think to yourself, I would serve Christ this cheese. Jesus Christ. It's just a brief moment. It's really, really good. But that was like hours ago. So you're like driving home and you're like, yeah, I just need like something to get me through this or whatever. So you, you pull you pull over uh, and you get like a, a candy bar. What kind of candy bar would you normally get? Man, if I'm getting a candy bar, we're probably going to go Twix. You grab a Twix. Maybe the peanut butter Twix. You get that peanut butter Twix. Walk back out to your car. Uh, and you're about to like step foot in it. Yeah. When suddenly you hear a voice. What the fuck? Go, uh, Brooksy Wooksy boy. Oh, no. No. You're like, what the fuck? And you turn around and. I had no idea. I didn't see it coming either. The uh, the, the guy yeah. who's uh, like filling up his tank, <laughs> like next to you. Yeah. Like, it's kind of weird because through the haze, you can kind of make out the shape of uh, like this guy. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, uh, he goes, Hello, Aaron. I'm Gene. I'm a genie. And I'm a genie. I know who you are, you son of a bitch. He goes, uh, <laughs> how was the gig, Aaron? Well, Gene, I had the best lasagna I ever had. My mom made a lifelong friend and seal. I painted a bunch of kids' faces. Yeah. It was probably exactly, it was probably like the best version of what I could have come from well you know how much better could it have gone he goes eh, i don't know but it'd probably be better if you didn't owe your dead girlfriend's family some money i thought i thought i paid them off and i was just poor it's like there's like litigation happening they're suing you right now oh yeah well fuck they're also suing you for more money than you have they're suing you for 10 mil i'm, I'm probably gonna go to trial for that yeah. Because you know what? Like, man, I love her family. They're great. Sure. Well, they're but, pissed at you. Well, you know, I, I had no idea. Because of the, because of the murder. I, it's not murder. Well, I mean, I wouldn't. It wasn't like planned, you know? Sure. Like, I wouldn't have done it. All right, it's manslaughter then, I guess. I wouldn't. I didn't. I didn't manslaughter her. She ate a fucking calzone and her head exploded, Pat. It wasn't because I filled it with a grenade. Right, but she was allergic. You should have known. Yeah, but well, you know, you know what though? Like that's you can't put that on me, yeah. court. So he kind of goes on to he goes, hey, you know, uh, Brooksy Wooksy. He goes, God. I got uh, I got a couple friends who can uh, help this trial go your way. I don't think I need a lot of help here. I think it's pretty clear that. Like I didn't force her to eat. If you even if you want to get like on a technical, I didn't force her to eat it. Yeah, I didn't put anything in it. There, there was no. I had no idea. It was an accident at worst, and even then, like, she ate it. Yeah, I don't know how that comes back on me. And he just kind of shrugs and he goes, "You'd be surprised, Brooksy Wooksy." And you can kind of see the fucking law, dude. It's not like as as the guy as as like. Uh, the guy is like done filling his tank. Goes, tunk, makes that noise. And this guy starts to fade away and he goes, Aaron, we can help you out. He goes, you just got to do one thing. 
in my friends. I'm not doing anything for you. And he goes, but I'm Gene. I'm a genie. I don't get. I don't care. He goes, I'm care. a genie. He goes, I can. I can grant your wish. But I'm not going to do something illegal when I haven't yet done anything illegal. He's just about to fade away. He goes, last chance, Brooksy Wooksy boy. No. Gene Amagini fades away into the dying summer light of California. And so um, you drive back. It's pretty uneventful. You eat your Twix. It's fine. Yeah. The case goes to court. It, it, It lasts for like one day. They find you guilty. As Why? Fuck. I didn't fucking do anything. It's a new. Uh, it's, it's a new what? It's a, a a new ruling instead of guilty. It's called guilty as fuck. That's when you're like really guilty. Uh, but I didn't fucking do anything. Well, I mean, you provided her with the. I made a calzone that she ate. Yeah. And there was an allergy. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. They wouldn't fucking find me guilty for that. They do. So uh, why? You, How? You, you go to jail. Uh, that fucking sucks. That's bullshit. Yeah. And. Uh, you stay in that jail for about 15 years, more years. Uh, one day, you like, you're like thinking to yourself, like, oh, I got to go out to the yard. It's like a, a pretty nice day out. Um, you walk outside, and um, you slip on a banana peel. Fuck this. And you break your neck. Great. Fuck this miserable existence where I got fucked by the law because I didn't kill anyone. I didn't kill anybody. Why would I kill her? The last thing that you hear before you die is the voice just goes, Brooksy Wooksy. Fuck you. Where are you? He goes, you kind of like, you can barely turn your neck. My neck is broken. It's broken, but it's broken at the right angle. (laughs) So you look over and um, there's like a, a gas station across the street. Yeah. And this guy is like filling up his flies down. Um, and you just kind of see in the distance, like, the shape of Gene Amagini. Yeah. And he goes, I always liked you, Brooksy Wooksy boy. Fuck you, Gene. And then you die. Yeah. That fucking sucks. I got fucked on that one. The law fucked me over. <laughs> Our legal system's not perfect. Yeah, but you should know that I didn't kill her because she ate a calzone that she was allergic well, to that neither one did. of us knew about. The calzone phone. That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard in my life. Why? It makes no fucking sense. I think people might like no, it. No, Pat. They wouldn't like it. 